From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. It really is my favorite night of the week. Friday fun time with the people sportscaster, Derek Bidwell. Hey, we, we don't get too serious on a Friday night. We tell funny stories. We make fun of ourselves. It's almost like we stole the idea from Seinfeld. I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about nothing. That's exactly what this show is about, Derek. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much that pretty much sums it up. It's 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 about whatever the next thing is out of your mouth. Really, it's just like it's just like um, making a show uh, about what you say when you're talking to your pal. If you're going out for dinner, if you're right. talking to your pal, uh, you, you know, like uh, over a, an adult beverage, or if you're talking to your pal when you run into him uh, when you're out going for a run along the path or something. It's just made up. As we go, <laughs> made up as we go. It's not all yeah. made up. We like we, we tell we tell true stories, but we do. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, 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 as far as the, there's no dedicated directed program right. usually. Right. I it's mean, gonna, it's kind of a ballpark about what we're doing. It's, it's going to be tough to top last week's show, though. I'll, I'll tell you that. Be, because yeah. hey, we had our mums on the show. On. We found out that your nickname was Stinky. My yeah. nickname was Jockey Baby. How, yeah. how, how do you top that tonight? I don't know, but I got way too many people texting me stinky that they're listening to the show tonight again. They're like, hey, stinky, stinky. are you doing your thing again? You and Jockey Baby? Our buddy Chad Armstrong, that we know very well from the radio business and the Armstrong family. I got yeah. a text from earlier, and he said that him and his gal Marnie are listening because uh, – they liked uh, Jockey Baby and Stinky last week, so they're in for a second round uh, this week. Although I don't, I don't want to give it up. We, we sort of instituted a new feature. This was about four weeks ago where we bring on a special guest at 730. And we've had some great special guests. I thought, you know, Bob Paley was great last week. Burke Dales yep. told some great stories, you know, hanging out with MJ and and yep. Scotty Coe told some great stories. Tonight, I don't want to give it up right now, but I think... We have Teddy Henley and we're actually uh, going to have another colleague of yes. ours, but we won't give it away. No, we're, we're going to go to Portugal. To, like, it's an eight-hour time difference in Portugal? Is this is yep. this guy even going is it, is this guy even going to be awake, or is he going to be sober? Well, 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 we don't know about either one of those. Um, it is like it would be. I guess it would be Saturday morning for him. Saturday so, morning, just after two o'clock, right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> you know, no guarantees. What, that's, what, that's right. No, definitely no guarantees for the people that know who we're talking about. Uh, our former colleague from um, we mentioned previous guest Ted Henley and I used to work with him mm. at City TV. That's all we can say. Anything more, I think people would probably know because he was pretty mm. popular as far as being an on-air very, personality. Very though. famous on-air personality in the city of Calgary. That, that's that's right. all we're going to say. Yeah, yeah we'll keep it at that. Otherwise, I think we're giving away too much. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he could be uh, – he likes to call it. I don't think this would give away. He could be having a hooch, <laughs> or he could just be uh, waiting till after our radio show <laughs> – for a hooch, or he might just wait till after the radio show and go to bed. But uh, yeah, it's early there, and he, I'm sure he'll have some entertaining stories for us for sure. Hey, did you ever have any uh, any weird uh, sports injuries when you were young? Like I, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one for me. 
Um, okay, you get it, you get it rolling. My, my, my brother and I, you know, we we used to we used to play on my parents' bed, and you know, he would be the horse, I'd be the cowboy, and and he would always try to buck me off. He would, he would always <laughs> he buck got me. The worst worst deal there. And, well, and he, and he bucked me off, and and I oh. I went up against I went up against the, the the dresser drawers, and I just nailed my head, and I got like fifteen stitches on my forehead, like that. Like I I thought I was a rodeo oh, cowboy, wow. and I tell you what, it was like nasty. I had this big gash above my uh, my forehead 15 so my my parents were were not very happy with me now, so who were they mo- who were they more mad at the cowboy or the horse <laughs> well i think they were just mad at both of us both of us yeah, yeah i guess so. yeah, i think you got to make it a united you, you uh, see i i, I had lots of strange i had lots of strange injuries when i was a kid like i broke my leg twice did i, did I tell you that really yeah i broke no, i was ahead. i was a skier and when i was 6 years old I, I broke hey, my you're leg. Still a good skier. Yeah, I, I broke my there. broke my leg the first time when I was six. You know, being stupid, being crazy, you know, taking too many jumps, that kind of stuff. And and that was back in the day because you got to remember, I'm a little older than you, and uh, and so I I grew up with the bear trap bindings, you know, the leather oh. ski boots. Oh yeah, those. Did the, you have like a Did you have like a, a buffalo skin jacket? Oh, I, like I, was, I think I did. I, I did. Yeah. I, I did have later hosen when I was young, but that's another story altogether. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but so, I, so, <laughs> so I, I these these bear these bear trap bindings that were just awful like they they were they were death traps and so I I basically you know wrecked my 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 leg one one time it wasn't a serious break when I was six but then but then I broke my leg again when I was ten and that was a more serious one that was that was the the big bone and I broke it in a couple of places and I was on and and you, you know femur? oh yeah so it was it was it oh. was a bad break and and there's a really funny story behind it. Because what happened, and I could, I should, I'm I could, glad you can laugh about it now. I could have asked my mom about it because my mom was actually a member of the ski patrol, and so she was pissed that I she'd heard that, that you know her son was down with another injury, and so she has to take the sled up, and she puts me in the sled, and she is so mad because I you know she knows I she's a, she was a nurse, and she knows that I've broken my leg again, and so she's skiing down the and she almost loses it, she almost wipes out with me on the sled, and everything else from that standpoint, and then they had to put me in the uh, uh, not in an ambulance back in the day because you know Dawson Creek Bear Mountain for goodness sake, so, yeah exactly, so it was just into the car down to the hospital, uh, you know get the uh, get the cast on on the leg, but I wanted to tell this story because you know we're talking about some youth sports moments and up to that point not only was a skier I, I was I was an okay hockey player I was a goaltender and I was on the rep team I was I was on every single rep team you know up to a up to being a 10 year old kid and then of course my season got derailed my hockey my hockey career got derailed so as a 10 year old no longer on the rep team I was supposed to be going to this big tournament in Colorado and what happened to me Bidzi is is I ended up? You started. You decided to become a magician. No, I, I ended up getting. Oh. I ended up getting fat. So, oh. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. So I, I didn't. I didn't do the recovery thing very well. Okay. So I, I put on a few extra pounds, and and I still remember it to this day because I came back and I tried to play hockey the next year. And I didn't make. I didn't even come close to making the rep team. Okay, the travel team. It was just no. I was awful. <laughs> well, but back in the day, the back in the day, wasn't it better for the goaltenders to have a little extra circumference? Well, you would think so. You would think so, yeah. but no. You still had to stop the puck. I couldn't, yeah, I guess. I yeah. Could, and when you, when, when you went down, it'd be forever for you to get back up. They're like, clear the zone. He's down. It's going to take a while for him to get back up. Exactly. So I, I, I was bummed because I was no longer on the rep team. I was no longer on the travel team. I was just on the house team. And, and, and you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to quit hockey, but I thought, no, you know what? I'm just going to play hockey for fun. And so the, the next year, 
after I was really bad. And then I think I was 12 years old when I, when I had my, my, my big coming out moment because I went to this tournament and I was, I was still an okay goaltender, and I actually had one of those moments. I, I was in the zone, and I, I, I think I stopped everything. I, I had like three shutouts in this tournament. I was named the, the best goaltender of, of the tournament. Uh, our team won the, won the championship. It was like, it was unbelievable. I, I, was, I was literally standing on my head. And so that was, that was the closest I ever got, you know, to being a, a so-called, you know, hockey player because I was never good after that again. But it was just a, a one, a one moment that you actually find the zone and you're going, damn, I am good. But I really wasn't well, you, that good, so it was pretty. When you're kids, when you kids, it, it's funny. When if you don't go on to have, you know, this this athletic career where you're given lots of uh, awards and and uh, and medals and, and ribbons, and mm-hmm. which it seems like everybody gets now. But um, that's a whole other topic. But uh, you know, if you don't have any of these other great, great, great moments, if you don't go on to play like you know, midget AAA hockey and then junior hockey or play for mm-hmm. university hockey or going to the NHL or pros over in Europe or whatever. If you don't have any of these moments where your where your your sporting career continues to escalate, then you then you cherish and you hold on and you always remember a couple of moments from when you were a kid. Now I oh, never yeah. had a I never had a ton of super uh, I was a defensive defenseman. I mean I, okay. I hockey player played too. at the, yeah. yeah and baseball in the summer. But um but I, I, you know, I usually played, you know, tier two, like in Saskatoon when we were younger, tier three was the worst, if you will. It's just, it was more for, for participation. Um, but, you know, they tried to, you know, encourage them to play their best. And then tier two was usually, uh, you know, it was kind of intermediate, if you will, almost like skiing. You know, you have tier three is beginner, uh, tier two is intermediate, and then, and then tier one was advanced, or that was, mm-hmm. the, you know, the best tier uh, that you could be. And usually when I, when I jumped up into another age group, my first year in that age group, because there's two years in an age group, my first year in that age group, I always played tier two. My second year in that age group, I played tier one. But, but hold on, um, you, you were tiny. Like, you're tiny now. And I say tiny, you're, you're, not, you're not tall. Were, were, you yeah. tiny as, were you tiny as a kid as well? Like, were you... Were you... Oh, I was, no, that actually brings up a decent story. I was super <laughs> tiny. Like, I was real tiny. There was me and, and, and two other guys who were kind of the tiny guys. But I was a defensive defenseman, which is not a real spot that you're a defensive defenseman. Defensive defenseman normally right. is a guy that is, is a big hulkster, especially back then when rules were a little different and you could clutch and grab and all that stuff. But I was a great skater, great backward skater, great defenseman, great stay-at-home guy, off the glass and out. Um, and, in fact, when I was younger, uh, the, the, the assistant coach for our hockey team was also – the defensive coach or defenseman coach for the Saskatoon Blades, of course, in the WHL, because his son played on our team. Anyway, okay. I was a real good defenseman, and um, and the Blades were interested in, I think the Blades were kind of interested in inviting me to, to a camp when I was much younger. But they wanted to know, <laughs> Jerome... Now you're just BSing me. No, 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 he did. He wanted to know, I remember talking like about like, about uh, like a camp where you where you trial for the oh, team. Okay. I'm talking about some of their like youth camps. You know, where some players they're interested in, they think may may be good down the road. Sort okay, of thing, okay. right? Um, but you know, you still have to be kind of good, I guess, to invite it to those. Anyway, um, but they wanted to know if I was going to grow. And Ray, my father, is quite large, big man, uh, big guy, big melon, big hands. Uh, former uh, member of the Canadian Navy. Big guy, oh. big sailor. Big they they look at him and they look at him and they go, "This kid's got potential. He's got the right this kid's genes." Got potential is going to grow. And then they meet my 
beautiful, most amazing woman in the world, my lovely mom, Hope, and Hope's tiny. Uh-oh. Hope's tiny. And so they were thinking, oh, I don't know, it could be somewhere in between, which is exactly what ended up happening. I ended up growing, um, you know, a decent amount, but, you know, I never, never a big guy. Like, I'm only... Five nine and a bit, and yeah, uh, about one hundred and sixty-five pounds. <laughs> yeah, you're tiny. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just squeak that in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, if, if you're not over one hundred and sixty-five pounds, then you're probably not the biggest guy in the world. No, no. Right. So that's me. Right. But yeah, okay. no, I, okay. I, I, I do, I do have a decent. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll squeak this one in real quick. About okay, when real I was quick. Yep. When I was playing. Yeah, youth hockey. So anyway, and I don't know if I've told you this one before. So there's two parts. The first one, well, there's two stories, but I'll make them quick. The first one, when I was a novice, I remember uh, me and my buddy Clifford Swiston, we were playing on our, on our elementary school hockey team, the St. Paul's Leafs, and we were playing in an outdoor rink, Archibald, near my parents' house. Anyway, I remember at one point, you're just getting introduced to hockey, right, and skating, and you're just leaning on your stick, and you're all over the place, and you just got big, giant helmets on your giant head, and you're just skating around and just trying to figure this whole thing out. All the kids were just following the puck, as you know. Anyway, at one point, I remember, I think it was a nice night. must have been a nice night. Me and my buddy Clifford Swiston, we went into the corner where there was a lot of snow. We took our helmets off, and we just started eating snow. And so... <laughs> you and Clifford and so, the dog, eating snow. Yeah, Clifford the big red dog. Oh, don't call him that. When I was a kid, I called him Clifford the big red dog. He punched me in the mouth. So that was bad. But um, me and Clifford, if we were getting along at this time, we just went into the corner, took our helmets off, started eating snow during the play. So... So we were down two men. It was a five on three, but it, when there's no penalties. It's just because Derek and Clifford were eating snow in the corner. And I do, so I do remember that one. And then another one when I was maybe a couple years older, I think I told you this one before, but anyway, I was skating along the boards trying to pick up the puck. And you know, right where the, uh, where the boards open and close, where the Zamboni comes on and off? Oh, yeah. yeah. My stick got jammed in there, rifled right into my gut, and so I knocked the wind out of myself. But nobody explained to me that you could get the wind knocked out of yourself, that you could be out of breath. You know, like it's, it's something that'll pass. You're not going to die. It's something that's going to... The thing I ever saw was movies on television, and uh, whenever people were kind of like, oh, oh, and they couldn't breathe, and they're saying like their last words, it's because they were, they were about to die, right? That's all, that's all I knew. So anyway, I ran into my stick, just impaled myself on my stick from that gap in the boards there and knock the wind out of myself so i'm down huh, huh, can't breathe and so the, the coach comes out and i think i'm only about seven at this time anyway so the coach comes out i'm looking up at the ceiling and the lights in the arena and he comes out derek are you okay derek are you okay i think you must have knocked the wind out of yourself and I, I i still don't know what that means anyway all i know is i can't breathe so i'm like huh, huh, help help Oh, my mom and dad. I love them. Oh, my mom and dad. I love them. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm cashing out. You're seeing the I'm light. The, the light. I'm, I'm following I'm going, the light. I'm going to the spirit in the sky, and I'm already telling my coach at seven years old, you know, my last statement, tell my mom and dad I love them. And I'm, because I, I think this is it. And, of course, then everything worked out okay, and I, I didn't end up going to the spirit in the sky. But I do, the, the youth stories, are so much fun, man, when you think about it. They're, oh, yeah. Even for the guys that go on to do great things in sport, they still have some amazing youth sports stories that they will never forget. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick time out here. When we come back, favorite sports moment on TV. Uh, we'll discuss that. He's Derek Bidwell, the People's Sportscaster. I'm Jock Wilson, Stinky and Jockey Baby. It's Friday fun time. This is Global News Radio 770 CHQR.
Friday night, that means a little Friday night fun time with the People Sportscaster, Derek Bidwell. We just, you know, tell some funny stories. We make fun of ourselves. It's it's like we stole it from the episode of Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing, really. Uh, anyway, Bidzy, i, I got to talk about favorite sports moments on TV. And I, I'm going to start here because mm-hmm. I'm going to go all the way back to 1972. I don't. Were you even born in 72? When were you born? No. No, you weren't even born in 72. Yeah. You were, you, you were born in 77, okay, so I was born in 62, so I, I was, I was. hey, there I am, you know, 10 years old again. Um, and, and, and it's funny, because I think I told the story about Mrs. Ham, my grade four teacher, and, and Mrs. Ham was the one that knocked me out when we were playing floor hockey. Anyway, she loved her hockey, so the 72... She was aggressive. Yeah, she was aggressive. The 72 Summit Series, as you know, was uh, one of the, the most iconic moments in Canadian broadcasting sports history. Paul Henderson scores the winning goal. But there's a little backstory here because at the at the at the start of the series, we had to pick sides. And and so Mrs. Ham made us, you know, are you cheering for Canada or are you cheering for Russia? And of course most of the kids go with Canada. And and so I'm I'm being the little rebel. I'm being the rebel. And I'm going, there was two of us that decided, oh, I'm gonna take the Russians. I, I knew it, knew nothing about the Russians, but I thought just because I wanted to be the rebel, I'll take the Russians. And so what we had to do is we had to wear the little, you know, CCCP uh, uh, tags on our on our shirts to show who we were cheering for and everything else from that standpoint. Most people had the Canadian flags and I had the uh, I had I had the Russian logo on my on my shirt but i but i do remember it very much so because grade four we all got to go to the school gymnasium and we all got to win to watch the the, the game championship a game henderson scores for canada it was it was brilliant and and deep down even though i even though i was the rebel and and had the uh, the cccp you know sticker on my on my chest i basically was cheering for canadians and 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 how can you know how can you not think that is the most coolest ever moment when, uh, you know, Canada knocks off Russia. So th- there's my moment for you. Tell me well, yours. That's, I, I mean, I could totally see you doing that, being the feisty redhead yes, and all. Yes, exactly. Just stir the pot. Of course. And you probably brought in the TV, the big, heavy TV oh, yeah. on one of those carts. That's right? exactly what it was. It was, it, was not, yeah. it was not high definition, I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. It, 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 you know, it's a, it's a tube TV, and it's on one of those carts. And whenever it wouldn't kids... Whenever you saw, whenever the teacher was wheeling in that cart with the cord coming out the side, and you'd wrap around in like a loop oh, yeah. on the side, and you're on the big cart. When you saw that TV coming in, you were excited because oh. you you're watching some type of movie on on Canada. It, it it could be like that would have been a great day because it's on sports. But even if you're just watching a video or whatever, it's just a better day. You know, the, you turn off the lights in the classroom. You're watching a video. That it was always a good time when you're watching something. On one of those ginormous tubes. Now, okay, I have to do a follow-up story to that because I think I think the listeners are really like this because you know I'll tell I have to tell my you know my favorite sports story of watching on television. Can, can you do it in less than gonna, Can you do it in less than two minutes? Or are we gonna have to save this? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm gonna do this. I'm, okay. oh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna save my sports story on television maybe for next week. But I'm gonna do a follow-up to the Paul Henderson in the 1972 oh, Summit Series. So anyway, okay. when I was doing news when I first came to Saskatoon. Just right out of J school, I, I was, uh, you know, getting assigned different, uh, you know, fairly fluffy light things um, to do for global news. Anyway, one of them had to do with the water treatment plant. So I went down to the water treatment plant, and we were talking about this new uh, tank that they were putting in there, or, or a couple new tanks anywhere. I mean, these things are huge, ginormous, go down about, like, you know, 20 stories into the ground, and uh, they were, you know, building a couple more. Anyway... I was asking the, the head of the water treatment plant at that time, had they ever, you know, used up all their water? Like, have they ever gone to Code Red where they basically had, like, no water? Has it ever been where the city almost ran out of water? He said, one time it went into Code Red, and that was 
during the 1972 Summit Series. Really? Everybody, nobody had gone to the bathroom. Nobody wanted to go to the bathroom. Nobody wanted to miss that goal. And so then as soon as Paul Henderson scored, or shortly after Paul Henderson scored, and Team Canada won, everybody went to the bathroom. Because people oh, that's hilarious. And stuff like that. Everybody went to the bathroom at the same time, and the city almost ran out of water. <laughs> that's hilarious. There you go. There you, you go. Known. Little, little Paul Henderson tidbit here yeah, on Paul Friday. Anderson, Saskatoon water treatment plant tidbit. Yeah, there you go. That's now it's now it's Cliff Clavin for goodness sakes. We're, we're doing all the TV references uh, today. Um, let's let's take a break because when we come back, we got a very very special guest at seven thirty. We always like to bring in a special guest. I think you'll enjoy our guest tonight. He's Derek all the way Bid- from Portugal. All the way from Portugal. He's Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. This is Sports Talk with Jock. Little Friday fun time here on Sports Talk with Jock. Every Friday night, Derek Bidwell, the people's sportscaster and myself, we, we bring in a special guest at this time. And, and Bidzy, you always get to introduce our special guest. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do there it. he is. He is the people's weatherman. He has the second most recognizable beard in the world behind Santa. He speaks five languages and is learning a sixth. His real name is actually reversed from what you know him as, but he is the one and only Dar McFoles. Dar, how in the heck are you? Welcome. <laughs> that was very good, bit. <laughs> Hey, thanks, buddy. He, he obviously been practicing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're not our, you're not our first guy on here, Dar. So I've been I've, I've been getting better as we've been going along introducing the guest. Oh, is that right? Well, he did well. Yeah. He, he's oh, a pro. You. Okay. So so we find you this morning, and I say this morning because I think it's like two thirty in the morning your time. You're, you're in Portugal, Dar. Yes, it's after midnight, and yes, indeed, I am in Portugal. Oh my goodness! So, 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 tell me the story, and, and I'm going to let Derek ask the next question. But how how do you end up from Calgary back into into Portugal? Uh, to take me from when you left Eight Channel to go back to Portugal. Well, uh, you know, uh, my wife was a math teacher in uh, in uh, Calgary, and uh, after our kids, well, they're not kids anymore; they're in their high thirties. When they left the nest, uh, we felt kind of lonely looking at each other and wanted a little bit of adventure. So uh, we decided to uh, go abroad. And uh, uh, incidentally, one of my sisters, uh, she lives in Wimbledon in, uh, in England. And my brother, who lives in Toronto, he's married to an Italian uh, lady, and uh, they live in Italy. Well temporarily, but uh, mostly in Toronto. So this was uh, sort of halfway in between uh, England and Italy. So we decided Portugal, and we came here for a a look-see, oh, about 13, 14 years ago, and uh, liked what we saw, but it was going to be a a big move. So it took us, uh, oh, I would say several months to finally decide, yes, let's do it, and became a bit of an adventure at that time, and uh, we haven't looked back. The so. rest, as they say, is history. That's that's a, that's a great story. <laughs> Bidzy, he's an old yeah. colleague of yours at the Eight Channel. So, uh, where do you want to go with this interview? Well, is this before we get going? I was going to get him to explain some of the stuff I said in my intro before we ask him about Nazare 
And we go back in uh, the time capsule here and tell some stories about A Channel and when uh, the beaver rubbed up against your leg when you were fishing in the Bow River. And before we tell that one, uh, in the intro, though, here, I talked about you speaking five languages, learning a sixth. Your name is actually in reverse from how we know it. Maybe explain that to the listeners. Well, yeah, because uh, when I was working in the weather offices, like in the Toronto weather office, um, uh, the people, uh, the radio announcers, uh, they used to call in uh, every morning and during the day as well, and they could not announce Mahbul Dar. See, that's very simple for me. It shouldn't be for you too, Billy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, seems, it seems okay. I've had, had to roll off the tongue, Mahbul Dar. <laughs> You know, what a lovely name, Makbul. And, and, and the meaning of it is agreeable. And my wife has second thoughts about that one. <laughs> that I'm not agreeable to anything. <laughs> so, but anyhow, uh, uh, in the mid-90s, when I uh, uh, quit Environment Canada and went on to my own business, private, and uh, I uh, changed the reverse name around, to Dar Makbul and Associates. And uh, it was easier, like everybody, like you, uh, friends, uh, family also. In fact, my son, uh, when he was up until five years old, used to call me by the name Dar. never called me Dad. <laughs> just Dar. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Just Dar. Well, and uh, and, and having, having schooled in Africa, that's where I was born in Nairobi, uh, and came across to Canada as a teenager, uh, when you, when the teachers took a roll call, they always called you by your last name. So I was totally used to, still am, to the name Dar. It's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Dar, tell tell me this because why why were you loved so much on the A Channel? Why were you the most popular personality on the A Channel? <laughs> oh boy. Well, Here we go. Well, Bids <laughs> always puts the question to me because I still come <laughs> after so many years off the air. And still people talk to me and recognize. And the reason they recognize is, let me ask you a question. How many guys who have got a white complexion and don't have a goatee do you recognize on TV? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so true. No, it was just my color and uh, the beard. The beard always stayed. And, uh, and and actually, the beer was going to fetch me quite a bit of money when we did the uh, uh, haircuts for the kids' cancer charity. Right. Uh, I think, Bids, correct me if I'm wrong, I think A Channel collected uh, altogether $22,000 for that three-week or whatever, four-week uh, uh, pledge time. And just out of that 22000 Fourteen thousand or so my hair, and then the, then people were calling in. If he shaves off his beard, we're gonna we're gonna pump in some more money. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, that's not gonna happen because this is sort of a, a, a family tradition or whatever characteristic. Uh, I have two other brothers, both in Toronto, and we both have uh, we all have the same beards. Yeah, I think I so, think the numbers uh, the numbers were high. Dar, I know that for sure. But I know, and I've said this to a lot of people too. And because when Dar comes back, still when he comes back to Calgary, he comes back and he works at um, 
and he works at the uh, at the uh, folk, folk fest uh, uh, going on on the Princess Island Park. He's always here every year as the on-site meteorologist in case any weather systems are going to blow in and that sort of thing. But even when I was in Calgary, before I moved back to uh, Saskatoon to be closer to friends and family and be on television here, when I was on CTV in Calgary and doing radio at Chorus and, you know, like, on the air a lot and when dar was off the air at this point for maybe like 10 years uh or eight years for sure and when he would come back from portugal and and be in calgary we'd walk into a a pub somewhere or be walking down the street or we'd be uh walking through eau claire and people would be dar hey dar and nobody's saying anything to me and you're you're the pretty you're the pretty boy you're the pretty boy and no one recognizes you they recognize dar i love it it's the way it's the way it always happens and and because dar will say i'll say this really quick too dar dar would always say to me i'd say to him how come everybody recognize dar goes look at my beard look at me i stand out he goes biddy no offense but you're a good looking guy but what are you about five ten you're just a uh white guy Blue eyes, brown hair. He goes, there's a million of you. You all look the same. <laughs> well, you, uh, you mentioned no clear and something just uh, popped into my mind. My wife and I, we were uh, at a function, uh, some sort of a fair going on at, uh, at the island, on the island. And uh, it started to rain, so everybody started to uh, move over towards the Eau Claire Center. So she and I, we were ahead. And behind us, there was... Uh, uh, from Latin America, a couple, young couple, uh, pushing a stroller, uh, and uh, so I held the door open. My wife held the inside door open, so they came in, and uh, the wife said to the husband, I heard my name, so she exclaimed with my name. And then just inside the doors, they stopped, and they said with sort of broken English, can we have a picture taken with you? I said, sure, you know, go ahead. So uh, the, 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 the wife started to take the baby out of the stroller. The baby was asleep. She was like, or he, I don't know, four or five months or whatever, just a tiny little baby. And uh, so the baby is sort of squirming and her eyes half open. So I stand with them and uh, they take a picture. And I said, what's this for? He said, when we came to Canada just uh, several months ago, prior to the baby arriving, uh, the baby was colic, used to cry. Whenever, you know, you fed the baby all day long, right? Whenever you came on TV, you started talking, the baby would shut right up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. So so they said, what we did was made a whole pile of VHS tapes whenever you came on camera and talked. And whenever the baby cried or, or you know wasn't happy, we would stick a tape in there. <laughs> That's the baby <laughs> was fine. I thought that was amazing. Appeals <laughs> to all age groups. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, uh, we don't have a ton of time, Dar. So we got to get to the story. Like uh, Bidzy sort of referenced it. So you're you're doing a weather report from the Bow River, and and and, and a, a beaver brushed up against your leg. You got to tell the story. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love fly fishing, and I used to do a lot of that in uh, in Calgary and elsewhere. And uh, to stand in the bow, uh, you know, with shorts on and just uh, fly fishing boots or running shoes, it was fine. And so we go out uh, this one time, 
the camera guys uh, on the shore, I formulate my own forecast, so I got everything in my head. I don't uh, read a teleprompter. I never did, actually, uh, or a piece of paper or whatever. So uh, here we are, and I feel something. And in the boat, uh, before I have felt like weeds go by, they go past your, your legs, and the odd garbage bag goes by and whatever. But this was different. It was like a, a scratching and a climbing, you know, something climbing up my leg. And I looked down, and, and I tell you, I had to control myself quite a bit because my exclamation was pretty, pretty nasty. It uh, was going to be, but I, I, I kept it in, 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 in control. It was a beaver. It was a baby beaver. Oh, that's trying hilarious. Trying to climb up my leg. That's hilarious. And, and, and then it swam away as I jumped around in the lake or in the river. It swam away and then turned around and came back. Must have been inquisitive. Like, what? What is this? And then it swam away. That that became a real, real, real uh, show. But uh, the the funny part was the next morning I I got a oh yeah I, I said certain things that my my instructor wasn't or the director wasn't pleased about. She said, "Why did he have to say that?" I said, "All I said was a beaver rubbed rub against my leg in the bowl." You know. <laughs> Sounds innocent. <laughs> and the next day, uh, 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 Forbesy calls up, and uh, you know Forbes, oh, and, yes. uh, he says, uh, "We heard uh, about this beaver thing. Now, what did you feel like?" So I said, "Well, it was furry, and it was wet, and it was warm. So you know." <laughs> <laughs> It just got out of control. And, and, and the funny thing is A-Channel used that video to run on the Jumbotron at the Stampede Grounds. Hilarious. It was all over the map. Hilarious. It was all over the map. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's so many, so many yeah. great stories. Uh, uh, we, oh, there we, Yeah, we've we got to wrap things up. And this has been fun. And, and we do appreciate you staying up, uh, you know, very early in the morning in Portugal yeah, to join us here tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. But how, how are things in, in Portugal with this whole COVID thing? Uh, they are similar to elsewhere as okay. far as the lockdown is concerned. And... Uh, but I think uh, the Portuguese government has uh, acted early and uh, has things under control. And uh, I think the Portuguese are quite uh, law-abiding and follow, follow what is uh, decreed to them. Good. And consequently, I mean, we, are, we have had rough waters, but not as rough as some of the other countries, like Spain was just nasty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and the problem there is a lot of migrants coming in from France or Italy or whatever. Uh, our uh, half of the country has got uh, water, so we don't have any connection or any border problems there. But some of these European countries, they have uh, borders everywhere. You know, like there'll be three, four countries joined in with sharing borders. So that, and plus our population is small, 10,000, uh, 10, uh, no, what is it, 11 million, 10, 10 to 11 million people. Uh, we are a small country, um, about uh, 89,000 kilometers, uh, square, square kilometers. To give you an example, uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan are approximately 
650, 660,000 kilometers. We are only, we don't even make 90,000 kilometers. Right, right. So the size of the country, the discipline of the people, a good government, uh, you know, all of these things taken into consideration. And, and uh, you know, they take care of your, your sick uh, uh, just like anywhere in the world, there are good hospitals and bad hospitals or good doctors and bad doctors. Uh, Portugal is no different, but by and large, uh, they have done a good job. Good stuff. So yep. we, we are still in the, you know, slowly opening up things just like everywhere else. But uh, we're not out of the woods yet. No, no, no nobody is. Uh, Dar, this has no been way. fun. So, sorry, we're, we're, we are out of time. But uh, Bidzi, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, pal. Uh, take care, brother. I will talk to you soon, and I promise I'll get better at doing the math. You're seven hours ahead of us. I promise I'll get better at doing the math, and it won't wake you and Lynn up. How about that? No, no, no. It's fine. It's always good to hear you. Hear you. Well, not, not when I was sleeping, though. <laughs> I, I don't think you're sleeping now. You're, you're probably you're probably enjoying a glass of wine or something there, Adar. So. No, no, no. Just water. Just, just, just water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave on that. <laughs> Dar, thanks okay. again. You have a great night. Take care, guys. The one and only Dar McBool. Bidzi, uh, we got to take a time out. We're going to come back and wrap things up on a Friday night. Friday night fun time. The People Sportscaster, Derek Bidwell. I'm Jock Wilson. This is 770 CHQR. Oh, well, well, I got to say, Bidzi, that was fun catching up with Dar. Always is. Always is. And yeah, he and yeah. he and he was he was by far more popular than you, eh? Like holy cow. That's kinda well, sad. By far. Not, yeah. yeah, by far. Like not even double, like <laughs> like ten times for sure. Yeah. 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 Like he like he like I said in the story though, he, he used to say, Biddy biddy biddy, you all look the same. Guys like you, there's a million of you. You yep. all look the same. Same haircut, same everything, you all look the same. <laughs> and that's why Dar stood out. Obviously, yeah, yeah, a man of the people. So, so how do time we, for shout out? Yeah, well, you know what? That that's that's what we do now on the show. We we basically wrap things up with the Friday night shout out. So, uh, who do you want to shout out to tonight? Okay, I'm going to go quickly here. I'm going to give a shout out to the lovely Andrea. Of course, she says to say hi, Jocko. Oh, that's nice. And then I'm going to I'm going to dedicate my shout outs to a family here. Okay, so this is we're going to go through them all here. So it's going to the Cable family. The Cable John family. Cable, of course, yeah. you know, Cal- former Calgary Roughneck, uh, now with the Calgary Roughnecks uh, coaching staff. He runs his own business, uh, Remat. So we're going to do a shout-out, first of all, to Sean Cable and his daughter, Little Kingston. Little Kingston's feeling under the weather, so hopefully this puts a smile on his face, on her face, rather. Uh, Scott Cable, uh, his brother, and his wife, Leslie Cable, they're both high school teachers. Scott's at uh, Sir Winston Churchill, and Leslie's at WH. Croxford in uh, Airdrie. So I want to okay. give a shout out to them and their baby Berlin. And then finally, their parents, Tony and Myrna Cable. Uh, they are formerly from Prince George. They have moved down to Calgary. So I want to give a shout out to the Cable family. I hope you're all well and safe. And thank you for tuning in to Friday Night Fun Times with Jocko, Jockey Baby, and Stinky. Do you know who I want to shout out to tonight? Who's that? DeGogo Maxwell, only because I love saying the name DeGogo, 
and and he was cut loose by the Calgary. That's a vicious business, eh? You haven't even started the season yet, and you get the news today that you've been released by the Calgary Stampeders after just playing one year in the Canadian Football League, six games. So uh, there's a shout-out to DeGogo Maxwell of the Calgary Stampeders, and I'm also going to shout-out to the late Queen Victoria. Queen for 63 years, seven months, two days, and and why are we doing a shout-out to Queen Victoria? Hey, it's the Victoria Day Long Weekend, my friend. Oh, there you go. See, yours are all, yours all, yours are all tied into different things, and, and you, they're, they're more newsworthy. Mine are just uh, butt-kissing uh, with my friends so that they like me more. That's what mine are, yeah. That's okay. You're allowed to yeah. do that, my friend. We're out of time. You're allowed to do that. You, you okay, have, you, pal? Have a, you have a great long weekend. Be good. Be safe. You too. Be safe. We'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy. He's Derek Biddle. I'm Jock Wilson. Thanks so much for listening, and you be safe, and you have a healthy weekend as well. Uh, we'll be back with you on Tuesday night.